Today on the GYST podcast, we have a surprise quote, or rather a question, for our two newest members, Jansen and Patrick. on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Shit. Together. Hello, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rocks here. Patrick Liam. And Jansen. So, we've got a, a fun episode, because a while back ago, Glenn and I were having a text conversation, and he dropped a bomb of a of a question type of thing to me, and we were like, this is going to make a great episode. And so, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hand the microphone over to my co-host, Glenn Rux. Yay! I'm, I'm, I'm actually here. anxious right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Set, settle down. I'll be here till next Thursday. I'm going to answer the question with 42. Well, unfortunately, that won't help you here. <laughs> Darn. Worth a try. Guys, here, here's the question that I would love to hear your thoughts on. If I gave you $10 million today, would you be grateful? No. Why would you not be? I would be suspicious. Let's say I'm just offering you $10 million. Would you be grateful? Yeah. Be completely honest here. Don't look for gotchas. Oh, I mean, if there's no gotchas and it's $10 million, then yes. Okay, now let's say I'm going to offer you that same $10 million, but the catch is you wouldn't be able to wake up tomorrow. It's all over. Would you still be grateful? Would you still be grateful if you got that $10 million knowing that your life ends at midnight? What time did you give me this to me, though? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to oh, give it to me at, like, 11.59, I'd be like, no, man, that's bad. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't take it. So this is, this is be, if I take it, right? Right. If yeah. you take the money, your life is over. The next morning, you won't wake up. Got 24 hours to spend it. Yeah, so I'll be grateful. No, I won't take it. I mean, it's, it's not, are we asking if we're going to take it and be grateful? Or it's like, here's a $10 million. You're going to die tomorrow. Are you going to be grateful? That's like, literally, you're being told that you're going to get this $10 million oh, yeah. and then you will die tomorrow. If I'm going to die anyway, I'll die with $10 millions to do in, the, in this case, the catch is taking that $10 million means you're going to die tomorrow. If you don't take it, you live. Oh, then no, I would not take that money. And so you wouldn't be grateful for that? No. See, it's kind of, it's that's an interesting question. Because you got to analyze it a little bit. On one hand, so what happens if when you die, what happens to the money? Does it go away or do you choose how it goes? None of your business anymore. It, it goes away. Oh, this, it goes away? Yeah. You can't like can't reinvest it, it to family or, or nope. gift it? Oh, so it's just spend 24. Oh, then yeah, no. What's the point of having all that money if you can't, you know, spend the time to enjoy oh, it like fine wine? I'll tell you why I have to think about this. So what you're, if, what you're telling me then, guys, yeah. is that waking up tomorrow is more important than $10, than $10 million. Yeah. 
So if that's the case, why aren't you living your lives like every day is worth $10 million to you? Because I have concerns now. I didn't. I, I mean, if you asked me this 10 years ago, I would be like, yeah, just give me $10 million. I'll die tomorrow. I it's mean, cool. technically, you should feel more grateful than you do right now every, every morning you wake up, right? Every morning you wake up, you just go about your day. Yeah. You, you get your breakfast. You may feel crappy, may feel great. You may feel just sort of meh. The ups and downs of life. It's just that's life. I'll tell you what. But if you would be so grateful to get $10 million, and you wouldn't take that $10 million if you're going to die the next morning. That next morning is more important to you than $10 million. Why aren't you waking up with that same grateful feeling? Well, to be fair, who says that I'm not? I'll tell you why I'm not. <clears throat> Ten years ago, I haven't met my wife yet. Because I'm thinking back then, I don't really care. I have nobody that I love. I mean, I love my mom, but it's a different kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like I've done most things. I'm happy with my life. I have no regrets. I can go. But now it's like, I need to wake up and I want to see her again. I mean, this is like one of those sappy things. Like, yeah, you're going to miss your wife. I do. I, like, that's one of the concerns I have now. Like, being married led me to think about other things. Like, huh, can't really make this decision because I have somebody else I have to take care of. Or I have somebody that loves me that would think about me if something would happen to me. Which is why I wasn't living my life to the fullest back then. It's just now there's somebody else that I put in the calculation. You know what I mean? Not saying that people didn't care about me back then. I know people did care. The perspective is different now. I I try to live life like it's my last day every day to a certain you know realistic degree. Like obviously I can go a little bit more crazier and be like, yeah, I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow. Living life, yeah. <laughs> Within my means, obviously, but yeah, no, no amount of money will ever, you know, even if, even if I live the next day, like, it doesn't really change much overnight. Plus, let's face it, $10 million is not a lot these days anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the taxes. They'll take most of it away. There are people out there that think that money can't buy you happiness. And for most people, it's probably true if you're focused on the right things in life. It, However, when people are so grateful to get just a gift of money but they're not as grateful to wake up every morning knowing that they're alive and they can make a difference in their own lives. What does that say about them personally? Well, money buys stability, not happiness. Stable unhappiness. Stress, less stability. Well, stability can equal comfort, which comfort can also mean happiness. Yeah. But money doesn't always last forever. No. Money may not be here tomorrow, but... If you're here tomorrow, that's something to celebrate, something to be grateful for. Yeah. Waking up, no matter how crappy the world is, no matter how bad of an experience you're going through, waking up is still something to look forward to. Oh, if I've always said this. I'm, I'm happy to wake up again. It's just, I don't care. I'm awake. Personally, I like to sleep and dream than be awake, but that's that's just my personal. No, there's, yeah, there are days I'm like, oh, this again. And then you think about it, it's like, huh, it's better than not having this again. Yeah. And they always say the moment that you want to be the most alive is when you're about, um, you're about to die. No, I want to be alive all the time, forever. I'm one of those people that like, let me live forever. I want to see the war end. 
got the. I need to witness the end of everything. Yeah, I agree. That's I think that would be a great adventure to see. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. I mean, I want to live people, long enough to would, see it. Come. People would say that. Oh, aren't you sad that you see the people that you love die? I'm like, no, I get to live with them at the last moment. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. And I'm, if I'm the one that has to take the pain of seeing all the people and none of those people have to see it the other way, so be it. I'm cool with it. I like. I, I want to see it all end. I want to see where it goes. So what? When, when Glenn asked me this question, what I really liked about it is because when you're not Patrick and Jansen, you're not looking for, okay, what's the catch here? But someone were to just ask you, would you want $10 million? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm in. Okay, well, what if I give you the $10 million, but you're going to die the next day? It's like, no, I, I don't want it then. And you place such a tremendous value on that dollar amount. Because you start thinking, okay, what are all the things I can do with that $10 million? And you don't think about the price that you have to pay for it. You only think of the benefit that you'll get for it. But when you follow that up with, okay, but here's the ultimate price that you're going to have to pay, you have to balance that in your head. You, you've got a, a mental scale. On one side is $10 million. And when there was nothing on the other side, you were in. But now that you know on the other side is your life, all of a sudden, no, your life is more valuable. Well, if that's the case... When we have those days that are bad, why don't we find a way to make it a positive? Now, now, Patrick, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the mic over to you because I know you are. No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going. I was gonna follow. No, that was it. That was it. Yeah. So you you mentioned scale, and that got me thinking: Is there a sum of money that outweighs that at one point? Okay, I'll I'll give you a trillion dollars, but you have 24 hours to live. Yeah, you're right. I probably still wouldn't do it. The thing, the thing I'm, I was concerned is that if, if when I go, the money goes away. Because what I'm thinking was that, hey, how, how can I use that money to improve the people that I like, the life that I want them to improve? See, yeah. Jan- like, Jansen and I, I over here are trying to think of ways to game the system. No, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think like, hey, if I die tomorrow, would it hurt for people around me for just a little bit? Maybe I can just like, hey, I'm going to, let's say I'll, I'll buy this person a house so they have some place to settle for for a long time versus <clears throat> if that money goes away right after, then there's no yeah. point. To yeah. it. I'm trying to make something out of it that I can improve somebody's yeah. life more while, while I can do it if I'm alive. So I, I, I think what, what Glenn ultimately was going for was the money in this is irrelevant. Right. Like I, I feel like both of you guys are focusing too heavily on the money. The, the take take that out of it. You 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 have something being gifted to you, and you're like, yes, I'll take it. Followed up with, sure, I I will gift you this, but you will die. Now all of a sudden it's like no, so that means you are placing more value on your life than the gift itself. Facts. You can apply that towards pretty much anything, any gift. No, some people don't care, though. Some people are just like, let me live my life quick and fast and just let me go. I know some people that would totally take that offer. Like, for sure. 
could have nothing left and just like i don't care but i get the point why aren't you living your life every day to the extent as you were gifted you know 10 million dollars it's more focusing on waking up with that same feeling of you know what i'm grateful to be here i can continue on i can continue growing i can continue changing my life for the better versus here's 10 million dollars yay I got this thing that can make my life better in some ways, but that money's going to be gone one way or the other. It's going to be spent. Either the government's going to take it or you're going to spend it on frivolous things. Your life goes on beyond the money. Your influence goes on beyond the money. I hope so. If not, not really living life. You're just having life live you. Riding it through. Well, then another question is, what is the difference between living and being alive? Experience? thinking about that. Are you, when you, Jansen and I, you were kind of talking about just going through the motions of the day, living the the same day over and over again. It's like, okay, work. Okay, what am I going to do now? I'm off. Let's watch some TV or whatever. Doing the same thing the next day. Is that being alive or is that just living? And you've got so many people who, you know, the old quote, living for the weekend. Why is it we are willing to sacrifice five days of being alive? And we're just going to, instead of, we're choosing, instead of being alive, I'm just going to live today. But then on the weekend, I've got these two days, that's when I'm going to be alive. Well, why is that? If you find a way to be alive every single day, to learn something new every single day, to take a, a deeper breath every single day, to, to see a beauty that you haven't seen every single day, wouldn't that add more value to your life? And it's, then a great question is, would the sum of doing all those things outweigh the weekend? I don't know. It's like when you get older, time moves faster. It's because you're you're going through the motions and you're not experiencing new things. Therefore, it just proceeds faster. Instead of taking the time and, and truly evaluating and, and experiencing life, it's just going to go by quick. Like it's going to be in those last 24 hours. I think responsibility is a, it's one of those things that you think, oh, I have to do this so I can't be having fun. That's what most people go through in, in their weekdays, and just oh, I gotta do chores, gotta taxes, whatever that might be. After work, gotta work out. There's certain routines you have to do, and then the weekend, for some reason, because you're not working that eight hours, you have those eight hours to do whatever the f you want. It's just maybe it's like I don't know. How do you get away from that? Well, I'm one of the girls that I'm coaching right now. She was telling me she she starts work at six and wakes up, you know, we're all working from home now, wakes up at five fifty and walks over, logs in, still in her PJs and stuff like that. And when you when you do that, you are behind in life. Life is already happening and you're just kind of catching up to it at the okay, how late can I stay in bed? 10 minutes before, then I just have to quickly brush my teeth and, and call it good. Okay. The next day, it's like, can I get away with eight minutes, two extra minutes of sleep? Yes. 
Well, now what she's doing is she's waking up an hour before her her day, and she's going outside and just taking some some fresh air in. And small things like that are what has kind of shifted her mindset to how do I be alive every single day instead of just living? How do I not let the clock own me? How do I not say, okay, can I just have five, ten more minutes in bed? Because that's a form of escapism as well. Sleep feels amazing. Of course it does. You're, you're in your bed, you're warm, all that kind of stuff. But if you're not kickstarting the day, you're already behind. You are reacting to life instead of responding to life. And something that Glenn always says, and I, f- I forget, I, um, I, I think you got this from a speech from a, a former Navy SEAL or something like that, but, but the, essentially the, the making your bed. Yes. What it does is you wake up in the morning, even if you spend 30 minutes, just kind of, uh, sorry, 30 seconds, and just kind of like tidy up your, your comforter. What it's going to do is it's going to kickstart your day. But think of the magic at the end of the night when you're ready to go into bed and you're like, man, my bed looks nice. It looks warm. It looks inviting. It looks comfortable. Instead of just, oh, let Struggling me. with the blankets, yeah. trying to get them just right over yourself again. Blankets nah. over here. Sheets are over here. Sheets? <laughs> That's all I use right now, man. It's oh, just a sheet. Yeah, yeah, it was 100 degrees, and I was still in my blankets and comforter. Yeah, you did. But I, I think that is, is the key. Older people can do it. They, they, they enjoy things. They, they stop and smell the flowers. They, they look at a pretty girl, and they're like, wow, like, you're beautiful. They, they see a flower. They, they pet a puppy. They, they, look at up at, they look up at the clouds. Like, they take a sip of their coffee and, and enjoy it. Every day we have, and, and I believe this is kind of what Glenn was alluding to, but every single day, if you don't do even just a small thing, to be appreciative of life. You're just living. And that's when depression sets in. Or nihilism. That too. Pretty much that's when negativity can set in. Mm-hmm. So it's start, just... you know, my, my day starts off early too at, at my job, right? My time clock starts at 7. If I were to get up and out of bed at 6.45, sure, I could just roll out of bed and walk into my office and you know, log in and start working. It's nowhere near as productive as I would be if I got up an hour before work, made my breakfast, maybe went for a short walk outside, enjoyed the day before it got too hot. Thank God. Uh, it, it's just more fulfilling to wake up and start the day without having obligations to take care of something for someone else. Take care of something for myself first. So the takeaway is that to start your day at your own, um, how, 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 do, how do I put this? On your, your own, own terms? terms. Instead, mm-hmm. of, instead of like, oh, the alarm clock is hitting, 
got to be somewhere at a certain time. Yep. Just wake up an hour early, spend the time to appreciate things that, you know, becomes a routine, something that, you know, becomes a pattern. And just learn to appreciate every day. So do, do all three of you have a consistent time that you wake up during the weekdays? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Of course there's Patrick. Um, <laughs> I, I invite each of you to wake up 10 minutes earlier tomorrow and just spend it outside with no phone. It cuts into my pillow meditation time. That's what I call it. Sleeping? Yeah. Okay, well... If you don't want to participate in this challenge, you don't I'll, have to. I'll, I'll participate. All right. So t- just 10 minutes and Blood just go outside. Blood don't get the help. I'm going to set that alarm clock right now. Just no phone and, and just do whatever you want. Breathe. L- look at the grass. Look at the dew. Look at birds. Look Stretch. at the clouds. Stretch. Whatever you want to do. But just 10 minutes of that fresh oxygen. We live in Seattle. We, we've got some pretty clean air. Mm. Not bad. Relatively clear. I've been to India. Mm, okay, yes. Chance has been to Hong Kong. <laughs> Comparatively, yes, we have very clean air. <laughs> we do. I, I didn't. I I tell you this because one one year, the first year that I came back, one of my friends invited me over for dinner. It's like summer day, pretty good weather. It's kind of like kind of like today. And then he uh, he lives in West Seattle. We're just having dinner, and that that moment where I'm just sitting there with with you know friends, food in front, of me. and then I was looking at the trees. I'm like, huh? I never realized that our state, although trees is beautiful here, I've been away for like you know six years. There's trees in Hong Kong, of course, but the weather is not like this in the summer. It's humid over there, and then I realized like, oh my god. Did I not appreciate this before when I was here? That was that was like a moment that I had. I I, I told like our, our friend Scott. I was like, you know, all this time I was here, I was complaining about, you know, the sun being raining here all the time. I never, because I didn't know any better. Like you know most what you of my yeah, it's gone. Most of my adult life, I was I was here until I moved back to Hong Kong. Here, when it rains, you can actually wear a raincoat. You're not going to be sweating inside because in Hong Kong, subtropical, it's hot. It only rains in the summer. You don't. What's the point of wearing a raincoat if you're just going to sweat inside? You'd be wet outside and inside, right? Mm. I'm thinking here, rain is not so bad here. I have a car. Let's get in the car. I can wear a raincoat. Comparatively speaking, this is great. Why was I complaining about this before? And I'd stopped complaining about raining ever since then. It's like, huh, it's raining, whatever. Just being away. I, I guess that's probably one that when, when I think my mindset changes, moving away. Mm-hmm. Just comfortable here for, I don't know, 15 years. Just moving away, just, just go. If you have the ability to just go somewhere for half a year, leave your life behind. I mean, not like tell nobody. Oh, you could tell nobody. Just go have an adventure, come back. You probably have a different perspective. Patrick and I were actually just talking about this on our commute this morning as we went into the office. Uh, I asked him if he had ever considered moving outside of Washington. You know, the, I'm 
for for at least him and I, we were born and raised in in Washington. This is all we we know, and it's it's interesting when you think that way because when this is all you know, you, all of your experiences are centered around this. But when you move somewhere else and it's all new, you don't you may not know anyone. Even the streets are new. Uh, how you how you go shopping, where do you go shopping? It's just new and exciting. You get a chance to redefine who you are. Uh, Glenn, I wanted to ask you, I know you've moved quite a bit. And I think you were telling me last time, your current, uh, your current place is the longest you've ever lived in a single place. So what is, what is that experience like? Are you, are you good now? Or are you kind of getting the itch of like, man, like I'm, I'm ready for something new or, you know, are you, I'm content. I'm happy. Like this is, this is, this is my life and I'm okay. I like it. Like where, where do you fit in all this? Hmm. It's, it's a really complicated question because I've lived in 33 different cities. Um, including Ooh. Compton. Yes. Yes, and I moved 33 times inside of 30 years, so that should tell you something. Um, I, I would say, no, I'm not content here. I, and a lot of it, I guess, more is just looking at the area I'm in. It's, it's not a safe area anymore. It's dirty. Um, politically, as you know me, politics, right? I can't stand the politics of the area. It just makes life worse. So I say, I'd say I'm not happy where I'm at. Um, and I may, I, I am taking steps to get to a place where I know I will be happy. See, I'm the opposite. Freaking love this place. Can't imagine myself anywhere else. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. Washington State, beautiful. I, I love the green. I, I love the, the weather. And the places I'd be looking at moving, I would not love the weather. <laughs> yeah. Weather, landscapes, the cities here, everything. <clears throat> oh, well, it's going to get hotter here, so it's going to be the same. Yeah, it's, it's the, the cost of living out here that I can't stand, really. It's way too expensive for what we have. That's a, that's a tough one to get out of. The... What do you What do you do? Get sponsors. Oh, there you go. Rate. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have some sponsors posted up on the side of my house, billboards. That'll pay all my bills. Yeah, let's have Remax sponsor us. Just get a new house or something. Well, Glenn, as we uh, start wrapping up this episode, I'm going to hand the mic back to you to to close this out. For Glenn's one-minute takeaway. That's right, Kyle. I can do it in under two minutes. Well, folks. (laughs) 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 Oh, Kyle, I love you, brother. But, uh, yeah. Can you do it twice, though? Yes, I can do it. I can do the takeaway twice just so I match Kyle's. Hey. Um, 
<laughs> so many innuendos. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, ships folks, life is precious. And if you're willing to take a gift and be, you know, just thankful and grateful for that gift, but if you wouldn't take that gift, if you know it's going to cost you your life, that tells you your life is more important than anything that anyone's going to give you. Make sure you live every day like that. Feel that. Find something to find value in in life. It is worth it. You'll improve not only yourself, but also your surroundings. Other people will see it and they'll go, how can I get that? You have no idea how big of an impact just seeing someone happy can have on someone who's depressed. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning into another episode of the GYST Podcast. I have Rohit Rohila. Glenn Rocks here. Patrick. And Jansen. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 